Move with love, fellow adventures. Life is beautiful. This is the dawning of a new age. Your thoughts become things. No matter what's happening in the world around you, no matter what the economies are doing, it's all here. You can thrive. You can soar. It's all here for you. Jumbo fellow adventurer, it's Mike Dooley here to remind you of how powerful you are and how much you deserve by sharing spiritual tune-ups. These are live broadcasts Monday through Friday, each lasting 5 to 15 minutes, where I answer viewers' questions, bringing lofty metaphysical concepts down to earth for your immediate traction. You were born to succeed. You are pushed on to greatness every single day. Your positive thoughts are at least 10,000 times more powerful than your negative thoughts. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, <laughs> thoughts become things. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks for letting me do this. I got a great question today. How to stop lying to avoid hurting others? Question, Mike, how do I stop lying to my family in order to protect their emotions? My parents are very fragile and all my life I have lied when they ask me questions that I know will lead to answers that would hurt them. Simple examples, did you go to church on Sunday? Yes. Uh, and deeper example, who did you vote for? Boy, we can read into that, okay? Uh, you know what you know. Anyway, what a question of love. Um, motivated by love, guided by love, um, seeking the higher path. I salute you. Um, I know it can't be easy to lie under any circumstances. And uh, the questioner went on to speak about authenticity. Uh, always, always, always with love in your heart, a genuine caring compassion evidenced by your predicament and how you feel about it. The hardest things can become possible and can bear the greatest gifts and fruit. Not guaranteed, not short-term, long-term always. It could be very difficult um, what you may be about to do, but in the long run, it will serve them as much as it will serve you. It will set you all free. Um, you simply cannot know what is best for other people. And because they may react with anger or tears does not mean it wasn't the best answer for them. They chose you to be their daughter or their son. You chose them to be your parents and guardians. Neither of you chose the other because you were, they were almighty wise. You chose them knowing that they had certain things to learn. They chose you knowing that you had certain things to learn. We each know what our own lessons are and we choose those players in our lives based on probabilities. Nothing is destined, nothing is predetermined. We choose probabilities that are going to serve our highest good. And sometimes the choice we might make is to choose to be aligned with someone who will deliberately push our buttons and very often, that will take us higher 
Now, that doesn't mean you have to, you know, gushy, gushy love all over the people who are pushing your buttons. Maybe they are young souls, baby souls, and they're learning some lessons. And you chose this lifetime to kind of be the torch bearer. And you knew it wouldn't be easy, but they pleaded with you, don't lose patience with me, no matter how angry I get with you. Please, I need somebody to kind of look up to, somebody to show me the way, because I'm going to be lost in this incarnation. It's only my, you know, third lifetime, while you've lived 30,000 lifetimes. Okay, so, so suddenly when we realize that there are people in our circles who are not feeling as deeply as we are, maybe not loving as deeply as we are, we can call them out and say, okay, come on, that's shallow, that's not right. Or we can kind of dance to their sensitivities. But this is not why they chose you. This is not why you chose them. And this does not mean go confront them. No, no, your question is beautiful because there's no confrontation in there, nor is that implied. But with love in your heart, I would envision, only you can know if this is going to be survivable. But, but with love in your heart, I can imagine that you would just say, look, I have a really important conversation I need to have with you. You can do it on the phone a country away, or you could do it over breakfast. Um, but I would just say, look, you know, I, I haven't always been honest with you and it's because I love you so much and it's because I don't want to cause you stress. Uh, and you might even not tell them all of your opinions or who you voted for. Um, but you can just say, look, I'm not going to tell you the, the whole thing anymore. I'm going to tell you what I'm comfortable telling you. Uh, come up with some none of the above might be the answer. Don't, don't deny them. Don't tell them everything. But maybe there's a happy medium, including, look, I just can't tell you everything anymore if you react with anger, hostility, or a flood or river of tears. Look, I love you and I want this to be cleared up. I mean, they want it too. They want it too. They're looking for light. They're confused. And if they react with anger, it's because they're scared. I had the same thing happen with a loved one in my family. And... Um, you can just only tell the truth, okay? I'm going to skip that story. You can only tell the truth. Or the truth is I'm not going to tell you everything. But to live a lie, you hurt everyone else. And then there's misunderstandings. Okay, you can do it. Um, always be honest. There is nothing more liberating than the truth. There's nothing more empowering the truth than truth. Um, there's nothing more loving than the truth. Do it with love in your heart. Avoid the confrontations as you've been doing, but not through lying. John fellow adventurer, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. This one, taking my advice from yesterday, uh, I got to tell it to you straight. I got to bring the truth to bear, but I'm going to totally be dancing with words because I just don't want to upset anybody too much. Uh, the question is a brilliant one, very timely. What to make of conspiracy theorists? Okay, we have got such a situation right now in the United States and undoubtedly around the world where there are pockets of immensely popular conspiracy theorists, virtually all of whom think that they're onto the truth and that everyone else is full of a conspiracy. The world has been divided, at least the United States, very starkly 
and increasingly so every single day into a polarized community. I'm going to do some dancing, like I told you, but let me preface this by what I shared at the beginning of COVID. We are at the beginning of an amazing healing on planet Earth, the likes of which this planet has never seen, where truth is coming to bear and there is a truth. So I, I'm going to tell you, one of these groups is, is on point and the other one is not on point. But who am I to say which is on point? I'm going to give you some criteria right now before we're done to kind of suss it out for yourself. And I think it's pretty powerful and I think it's pretty compelling. But we're on the verge of an amazing healing right now. We have lived in the dark ages, if you will. Caveman, cavewoman, me, you, um, thinking that life happens to us, living our lives motivated by fear for our own safety and sanity, um, and not seeing the beauty and the magic that's absolutely always been there. And finally, these energies are changing, as some would say, vibrations are rising, and it's getting harder and harder not to notice the harmony, the splendor, the perfection, even while many are fighting tooth and nail against this rising consciousness. And hence, they think this new consciousness is all about conspiracies and lies, and it, there was a good old days kind of thinking, and vice versa. Those who are riding this new wave of energy, which is heralded by an uncovery of the truth, uh, think the other group is full of conspiracy stuff. Both think they're right. Only one is. And before I get to my little litmus test, um, I want to draw from this book that I've read in the last year that is one of the most profound, amazing books I have ever read, Return of the Bird Tribes by Ken Carey. Really so empowering and filled with a beautiful view of reality and our power to live consciously. And in this book, um, two passages, one is a little bit long, speaking of the very times we are in now, as has been prophesized by so many ancient seers who would peer into this epoch of time from thousands of years ago. They all said about the same thing. Um, a purification has begun. This book was written in 1998 or published then. A short but essential cycle of division that will gather those who promote fear and violence and separate them from this season of the world as chaff is separated from wheat at threshing. Fear being separated from truth and love. During these next two and a half decades, which is the time frame we're now in, Humankind will experience this separation, a transformation in human consciousness more fundamental than the development of language, more significant than the shift to agriculture, more meaningful than any historical revolution. That's what we're going through right now. A new era is dawning, a really exciting era. As the sun rises, the shadows become sharper and more clearly defined. As the energies of love grow stronger, and they are. Talk about political correctness. I mean, I know that a lot of people like to make fun of political correctness, especially five and six years ago. Um, what is political correctness except but kindness and courtesy and thoughtfulness? 
You don't want to be on the bandwagon that's condemning political correctness. Okay? I mean, yeah, anything can be taken too far. Uh, but this is the rising dawn of love. As the energies of love grow stronger, the shadows of fear become more visible than before. Listen to this. To some, it may even appear that they have grown. The shadows and fear has grown in number and in strength. But this is not so. What has hidden... What was hidden has simply become revealed that it might be healed and brought to peace. That's Return of the Bird Tribes by Carrie. Amazing book. I got another quote from that book that's going to blow your mind in just a second. But I told you I would speak to who's right. And I am so not one of those people who says everyone has their own truth. There goes all your power. Okay, the truth is the truth. It is benign. It is absolute. It is empowering and it leaves no one behind. There is no half truth in reality. Everyone has their own way to truth and every pathway to truth should be honored and respected with love and care. Okay, that's different than saying everyone has their own truth. Not true. Not true. The truth is the truth. It reveals life's beauty, your power, and it leaves no one behind. Okay, so my thesis here is that if there's a camp of love and there's a camp of lies, and both think they're the camp of love and the other people are the camp of lies, one will prevail and the other is left to their own devices to drill down and find truth and ride this glorious wave that is here for all to, to enjoy. And no one's going to be ultimately left behind. So let this not be light and dark, good and evil. There's no evil. There's just enlightenment and confusion. That's what this is. Love and fear means truth and confusion. And there's nothing, I mean, confusion is confusion. There's good intentions on both sides, equally good intentions. No one's going to get left behind, although the people on the fear side are going to be pummeled and tumbled when their version of reality does not come to pass. And it's going to hurt like crazy, but we're going to be there to love them back into the fold. Okay, so here is how you know the litmus test. Actually, it was not presented as a litmus test, but it's from the same book. <clears throat> it's from the same author. It might be from the third millennium, his other amazing book. The same author said, everything changes when one's chosen motivation is more frequently centered around their love for others than it is their fear for self. So this is it. You can find out which side of the fence you're on, light or confusion, love or or fear by asking yourself, are you mostly motivated or frequently motivated more and more lately by your love for other people, caring about the world, caring about what we leave to our children, caring about family and friends, wanting it to be good for everybody? Is that your motivation? Or is your motivation more the fear for self? What are they doing? What's going to happen to me? How's it going to go down? 
Now, everyone will tend to think, well, I care about the world and I care about everybody. And I'm not asking you to be a selfless martyr. No, no, no. Your care for everyone would include yourself and your joy. But if you feel your heartstrings being tugged to causes and to suffering and to people with an earnest desire to want to be the spark for change, as opposed to, they're so bad and you're really evil and you're telling lies and this can't be true. If you're one of the finger pointers, then you might do well for some more self-reflection. But if you're one of the people like, what a damn mess this is. Come on, let me help you. Here's a buck. Here's a, here's a leg up. Um, voting for politicians who generally seem to be more caring. They all think that they care for everybody, but who just seem to be more caring for others. Now, there's good ways to do that and bad ways to help other people. I'm not saying... Well, I'm not, I just, I'm going to try to dance with my words. I don't want to go there too much. But if you do some self-reflection in the next couple of hours, uh, throughout today, tomorrow, uh, and see, are you more motivated by getting things right? And are you doing something about it? Or are you out there throwing a tantrum and pointing fingers and talking about how awful the other side is? Okay. And, uh, Maybe we're all guilty of a little bit of that. Um, but are you doing something with love in your heart? Or are you, or what you do, or, are, or is what you are doing tinged with fear and disgust? Move with love, fellow adventures. Life is beautiful. This is the dawning of a new age. Your thoughts become things. No matter what's happening in the world around you, no matter what the economies are doing, it's all here. You can thrive. You can soar. It's all here for you. You will find your brothers and sisters that are looking for you like you're looking for them. Go out and be happy. Don't try to unravel every mystery. Just deal with a few. And go and be where you're called to be. Follow your heart. Do what you're called to do. And yes, it's okay to stand up for justice. And it's okay to... to realize that those some on the other side have gone so far and liberties are being taken away from you you can you can play both ends to the middle to a degree but what's the overall gist life's beauty or fear jumbo fellow adventurers mike dooley time for a spiritual tune-up today's question is about when your dream seems impossible. How do you show up? How do you keep the faith? How do you not get psyched out? Specifically, Mike, I would love to know what to do if the how of what you want seems impossible, or you just don't know what it is. I know you're not supposed to concern yourself with the cursed hows. Oh, good on you. And then I don't know how to start taking baby steps and can feel really blocked and hopeless. Is there a trick to believing that something can and will happen if the how of it seems completely out of reach? Oh yes, there is. Die to the illusions. Okay, literally speaking, no dream can come true. Everything's impossible. We are wired to the illusions, thinking they're reality, trying to negotiate and manipulate them, micromanaging our way to success, nothing is possible. 
Uh, you know I'm not a Bible thumper, but Jesus said, I don't do this stuff. It's my Father. It's, it's the universe. It's source energy. All any of us do is focus on a new desired end result. Your, your dream of champagne and caviar, uh, wealth and abundance, friends and laughter, health and healing, whatever your heart desires. And it's always tricky because the reason you want it is because you don't have it. So that makes it seem triply impossible, particularly if you've never had it before, particularly if it seems like everybody else in the world wants the same thing as you, particularly when you're using your physical senses to assess and judge reality and your progress or seeming lack thereof through reality. You can't do anything, anything without the magic. I can't even finish a complete sentence, much less utter a word without the magic. So start realizing that you are a mystical sorcerer. You are a black belt, judo, PhD, uh, manifesting streaming machine. You command legions in the unseen. Here's the best way to understand life. Much like a Hollywood movie, okay? We sit down with our bag of popcorn and the lights go out and we just start thinking we're there. But what's actually happening on that silver screen? Yeah, it's just a silver screen. There's no one there, right? You're, you're seeing it all play out and you're shocked and you're surprised and you fall in love and you get to the top of the summit and then you lean in for that kiss with Brad Pitt or whoever. You are swept off your feet thinking it's your reality and it's not. It's a silver screen. It was made years ago, maybe decades ago. Um, and it was the production of someone's vision who wrote a story that became a screenplay that was cast with characters and actors that did a little bit of impromptu on the fly when the director was saying action. And then the masterminds behind the scenes got the tapes and they segued one piece to another piece so that it, so that when somebody watched this final incredible production from the luxury of their cinema recliner, everything would seamlessly segue into one scene after the other. It would all make logical sense, except for the surprises, which also made logical sense. And the impossible happened. That's life in the jungles of time and space. When you create a new image in your mind, thoughts become things. That's the end all be all. When you create that image, it is real and it is being pressed to you. No matter how outrageous, if it's you walking on water, if it's you performing miracles, if it's you living with friends and joy and money and fulfillment and service and creativity, you create that picture, it's real. It's all thought. You're going to say it's thought. No, it's all thought, right? So it is real. And in that moment, divine intelligence, the, the brilliance that hung the stars in the night sky, that created 100 million species on planet Earth, that figured out all the math and all the sciences, that same genius threads the needle to how your dream will come true, to how, how, how your dream will come true. 
Do you have any insight on that? No, you are utterly blind because you're using your physical senses alone. And you're thinking, I got to be here and I got to go there and I got to meet her and stay on his good side and do this. You're trying to micromanage. The end result in mind is almost all you need apart from showing up. Now you start showing up. You said you don't know where to begin. I know you dream of champagne and caviar and your first step is going to the mall to that job you hate. Do not look for the link between your baby steps and the ultimate end result. That's not how it works. Your baby steps are to get you out there into the world where you can be reached by the magic you ordained by thinking your end results. The universe is like, okay, you need to be here and there and everywhere. You need to have the bright idea. You need to have some creativity. I need to put you out on a stage. I need to get that baton in your hand. I need you to meet Benji and Mark and April. All you got to do is show up. And then all of a sudden time, the, the winds, the, the magical elements of time and space will serendipitously get you in the right place at the right time. So it doesn't matter if you go to that sucky job you hate at the mall. It's better than sitting at home doing nothing. Now, of course, you don't have to stay at that sucky job forever, but that's a tangent. So once you get out there, all the logistics start lining up for you and suddenly it becomes more believable and suddenly more believable and then more good things happen and then three bad things happen that in hindsight made possible the biggest breakthrough move forward step up of all don't judge the journey so take these baby steps in the dark don't look for a linkage you can't find it of course it seems impossible the way you're looking at it it is impossible go within Define the end result in your mind. Show up with baby steps. Prepare to be utterly astounded. One final caveat. There are a few dreams that might not ever come true. Serious. We're talking about the Bermuda Triangle of manifestation. You cannot... Oh my gosh, look at this. This is a dream come true. This is my birthday daughter. Tell everybody... I'll pick up the Bermuda Triangle in a second. I'm so happy you came in here to say hi. What a surprise. So she turned seven years old today. Uh, look at this fancy hairdo and beautiful blouse. And look at this. Does it say, today's my daddy rocks? No. Oh, oh. Today is all about me. Oh, today's all about me. Every day's all about you. Right? So what are you going to do with your birthday today? We're going to go to what's the name of the hotel again? We're going to a very special hotel in Orlando with lots of water attractions. What is it called, Daddy? Oh, I I'll remember it later on, okay? I'll remember Come it later. Come on, I want to say it I'll now. I'll remember it later on. No, we're not going to say that. Okay, so anyway, she's seven. She's open presents. We're going to have cake. We're going to be with friends. It's going to be out of this world. I don't know how I'm going to handle having a seven-year-old. Now, you probably make your bed on, by yourself in the morning probably do all those things I help you do by yourself, right? Mm. You going to still hold my hand everywhere we go? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so what does that mean? You're getting too smart, okay? <laughs> You're getting way too smart at seven years old. Okay, I love you very much. Thanks for the visit, little birthday girl. You want to sit here for a minute? Mm -hmm. So the Bermuda Triangle. Some dreams might not come true. If they're micromanaged, cursed house, specific people behaving specific ways, 
or attaching to unimportant details. And when we're speaking of unimportant details, that includes the where's and the when's, maybe called the Bermuda Pentagon. Don't insist on specific people behaving specific ways. Don't insist on how a dream will come true. Don't attach to unimportant details. Those unimportant details include hows and no, where's and when's. All right. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have love, joy, wealth, abundance, health, healing. All of those dreams, all the ones that matter, can come true. It's just the micromanaged stuff that can't. Jumbo fellow adventurer, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. The question today, what if what you want is not right for you? Specifically, Mike, just because I want to be in a certain place and want to manifest it, does that mean it's right? Will the universe take the wheel and show me where I truly need to be? Never! No way. The universe wanted to be you so that you could take the wheel and find out what lights you up, what turns you on, what floats your boat, what rows your oars. This is the whole adventure. It's all about what you want. You alone decide what's right. And the best barometer of what's right for you is what you want. As I shared yesterday, do not be thinking that you or we are base, animal, instinct-driven people as if that was a bad thing. Do not be thinking that if you truly got your way, you would plunder and pillage uh, for as long as you could. If you truly got your way, and if any human being truly got their way, there would be so much more love so much more empathy, so much more compassion. You are a spark of God. So is everyone else. Yet we're here to learn it. And in the process, we make some mistakes. Uh, there's ricochet, there's backfire. There are lots of unintentional manifestations. But everything that happens in the jungles of time and space and everything that does not happen in the jungles of time and space adds to who you are. And so rather than just be home and have a slow bake, follow your heart, go out into the world, trust yourself, think not. And this is such a stumbling point that God decides. Think not that the universe will put you on the right path. There's no right path. There's the path you want. Okay. Now, if you have and when you have an end result, as I always say, the end result programs the details, programs the path, programs the who's, the how's, the when's, the where's. So with your input, a dream, a desired end result, the universe will put you on the right path. But you have to have the dream or the end result. There is otherwise no right path. And there is no destiny, as I talked about very, very recently in the tune-up. There's nothing predestined. There's nothing you're supposed to do except follow your heart. You are who God Almighty most wanted to be. What's the alternative? That you are 
you were just next in line, uh, that you drew the short straws, like, oh, I got to go down the time and space, or, or that you are God and you're like, well, I don't really want to be Mike Dooley, but I've pretty much been everybody else. You are exactly, in ways unimaginable, to, to a T, God's greatest desire to be. That's who you are. Every single day, not just to be born as you, but to continue to be you. You are this moment who God most wants to be. Why? To experience what only you can experience. See, hear, and smell what only you can see, hear, and smell. And to feel with your heart what only you can feel. No one else ever has, nor ever will, feel with the capabilities you were born to feel. And you're going to feel the most when you go out and follow your heart. Let me check my notes here. Um, I want you to cultivate your intuition. Yesterday, I shared a favorite reading, uh, Ken Carey, The Third Millennium, A Return of the Bird Tribes. Uh, his, those two books are off the charts. Um, Ken Carey says, or this is channeled material of the most profound and high nature. When you learn to tune into your higher self, not your higher self that has different wishes than you, no such thing. Don't be thinking, well, what if I want this and my higher self wants that? I already addressed that in a spiritual tune-up. But when you are connected to your source, to the, your true identity without false beliefs, without false personality, without false leaders, you will be guided with infallible accuracy. Can you imagine always knowing with supreme confidence in your heart and your mind exactly the next step, exactly the words to choose, exactly which item to purchase, A or B, generic or fashion brand? Can you imagine always having that sense? Okay, this is going to achieve every bell and whistle, check every box when you are an integrated, self-realized person. And it is so within your reach. Begin practicing and cultivating intuition. I use, I practice cultivating my intuition if I'm looking between two different brands of coffee. I'm like, ah. It's like, go within, which feels right, which feels right, which makes sense and feels right. Do it with the little stuff, the teeny stuff. Should I take a nap or not? Should I have a bagel or a muffin? Should I, in the simplest of ways, every moment of every day, tune in. Tune in. Don't be rash. Don't let it be just an ego thing. But to wrap this up, even if it was just an ego thing, even if you chose wrong, you followed a, a desire like Mike Dooley said, but it was a false motivator based on justification or some other trivial reason. What better way to learn of your folly? What better way to learn that you could have chose otherwise? What better way to learn that that which you pursued isn't what you really wanted? than to get it. Pow! Nothing I could ever say or anybody could say would be more powerful or meaningful to you than you following your heart and saying, hey, it's not all that. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go better. I'm going to do something else. And you will 
treasure the memories and be grateful for the journey that you followed that led to that thing that brought illumination so that you could go higher, farther, better, faster, forever and ever. God is not deciding. Your higher self is not deciding. You are here to decide and it is so within you to decide. And don't think you have to have some sacred connection with your intuition. Hell, just do the best you can and you will be cultivating it. You're not missing anything. Jumbo fellow adventurers. So we're talking about living deliberately, creating consciously. And something that I often say is that it's critically important that once you dream of an end result and thereby have programmed life's magic, it's incumbent upon you to show up, show up, show up out into the world. You cannot be reached if you're sitting at home with a vision board waiting for Oprah to call. And so often people say, what do you mean show up? I mean, I mean, get the job, go to a leads group, uh, continuing education, just do the simple mortal baby steps. Even if it's a job you now have, but hate working at the mall for some unreasonably low amount of money, that's better than staying at home. Which prompted today's question, when is it okay to quit the stupid job at the mall or the stupid relationship or the stupid whatever is stupid in your life? Oh my God, this is such rich, fertile territory for learning and growing. I am sure I'm going to tell you something that you don't want to hear. But it's the beginning of some really great news. And I'm going to talk about it in terms of you know work, um, employment, uh, etc., and in relationships because it's seemingly different. Okay, the answer that you're probably not gonna like when is it okay to quit something? Not until something better comes along. Okay, because what's the alternative? Quit something for something crappy, quit something and do nothing. Those are not alternatives. Now hang in there because when I say something better, that might meet a definition you have not expected yet. Okay, so if you've got something on your plate, your plate of life, a job you don't like, a boyfriend you don't like, uh, whatever, it's there for a reason. Now that doesn't mean you have to live it and learn to love it and stay with it forever. Heck no. But if it's there today, there's something to learn today, even if it's turning your back on it for something better. And I'm going to clarify that in a minute. I'm not saying wait for Mr. Goodbar to show up and then, you know, cheat on your boyfriend. That's not okay. Not remotely okay. What goes around comes around. Even though karma is only a phenomenon, it will bite you in the butt big time. So you don't quit your job until something better comes along. Now, what might that entail or how could we view this? First and foremost, <clears throat> there ain't nothing wrong when it comes to your working life to having a side hustle. It's not okay to have a side hustle in your love life unless those are the boundaries you've both agreed to transparently. Okay. So when it comes to the job you hate at the mall, if that's just not who you are, it's not just lighting you up. Number one, keep the job. And as I used to tell audiences, and I still feel it in my bones, 
Keep doing what you're doing. But do it better. Keep doing what you're doing at that sucky job, but do it better. Everyone knows who hates their job. Even the UPS driver who shows up, you know, once a month, they know who hates their job. And the person who hates their job thinks it's the biggest secret in the world. Everybody knows who you are. And everybody knows who the person is who is making the best of a sucky situation. It's like, damn, that person just can't put them down. They're here a little bit early. They stay a little bit yet late. They say yes. They make the best of it. They make some friends. They cheer up the customers. Everybody knows who that person is and everybody wants some of that for their team, for their employment, for their opportunities, uh, for, for the list is endless. If it's on your plate, deal with it, master it, and then you will be freed of it. Now, I started to say, get a side hustle while you're doing it better, which doesn't necessarily mean do it more. Maybe you could scale back from 40 to 30 hours a week. Maybe not. But get a side hustle. Start writing that book. Start doing some research. Start putting out flyers. Start letting people know that you're available for a job or, or whatever. <clears throat> Start working your side hustle. Okay, too many people will watch The Secret and think, you know, oh my God, I'm just going to quit my job and wait for checks in the mail and Oprah will call and Romeo will show up. It's like, no, nothing like that was ever said in The Secret. You need to be out there in the world and going to a sucky job is better than not being out there. So get your side hustle. Um, uh, be Do better at what you've got uh, and so that you will be freed from it. The person who hates their job, nobody wants to be near them and they don't get a promotion. They're cleaning toilets. They will always clean toilets. But the person who smiles cleaning toilets, who shows up early in spite of that, that's the first person to get yanked out of the bathroom and put into a juicier, more rewarding assignment. Okay? Now, okay, third scenario here when it comes to employment. Okay, keep doing it, but do it better so that you can be freed of it and get the hell out of there because it sucks, okay? I'm not saying love it. Um, get a side hustle going on, I, um, you know, morally, um, that makes sense, that's fair, you're not cheating, you're not lying, you're not competing against your employer. Get a side hustle started, research. That doesn't mean you have to have two jobs. And number three, sometimes something better, sometimes, very rare, but it does exist. Sometimes it's just quitting that sucky job right now with love, ethically, give two weeks notice minimum with the intention of immediately hitting the pavement running to ramp up, scale up, level up, go higher. Okay. Sometimes it's okay to just quit that sucky job because you've got no bandwidth to take on any more responsibilities nor understand who you really are and you just got to get the heck out of there. But it's not to get out of there because you think something wonderful is coming. That's just too... Yes, something always wonderful is coming. But don't go into a passive mode. Go into a double action mode. All right? That's the third scenario. I've actually followed that myself. I quit my... Amazing job at Price Waterhouse Coopers 30 odd years ago and never looked back. Well, actually, for the first three years, I looked back every single day and wondered if it was the biggest mistake of my life. But boy, did I hit the ground running. Started within months what is the same corporation today, Tut Enterprises, Inc. 
in Orlando, Florida, where I still am 30 million years later. Um, so, but man, did I hit the ground running and that's what you must do. So, okay, you've got some parameters there, definitely some juicy stuff to think about. The best is yet to come. You will be glad you followed one, two, or all three of these uh, to the degree you could. Something better does await you and you're gonna make it happen. Not through blood, sweat, and tears, but through dreaming of end results and showing up, showing up, baby steps, mortal steps, ask for help, press the flesh, you got it. Now, the caveat here for relationships, okay? It is so not okay to repeat myself, to you know, wait for something better to come along and then ditch the last person you were with. I mean, hey, that happens, but don't do anything unethical. Don't go cross lines. Don't be a liar. Don't be, I mean, hey, people make mistakes. You might make a mistake. You might not know any other way to do it. You're forgiven before you even trespass. But do your best to move with integrity. And if you're in a relationship and you really feel in your heart and your mind, I cannot stay here any longer. This is not helping me. This is not growing. This is not joy. Then get the heck out of jail. Something better did come along. Being single, right? That'd be way better. Now, if you say I can't be single because I have dependence, I would say you can be single. Okay, there's court of law for that. There's alimony for that. There's you know, if your partner can't level with you, then you, you take it to a, another place. And that is totally spiritual. But I would certainly advocate a, a heart to heart conversation based in love that you're not, you just want something different. They probably do too. If this is where you're at and each of you wants the other to change and that's not going to happen. Have that conversation. You might dread it. You might hate it. I'm sure you're going to think they're going to blow up. They're not going to be able to handle it. Don't underestimate them. Okay. Hold them to a higher level by having that conversation. Have that conversation with love, not as confrontation, not as anger, not as a release valve for built up anxiety, but just look, I love you. It was awesome. I need space. I think we both might be happier. If not, we'll get back together again, but I have to do this. And you're the breadwinner. I need, the family needs your support. If, if you got to take it elsewhere, take it elsewhere. But the something better often in bad relationships, truly unfulfilling relationships is being single. Way better, way better. I probably don't, don't have to tell you that. Um, that doesn't make anything that I just shared in the last... 16 minutes easy. I know that. Or 11 minutes easy. It's not, it's not easy, but staying there forever, quitting and watching TV forever, those things are even harder. So you're born for greatness. You're pushed on every single day to higher realms than you can even imagine. You're loved and adored. There are guides everywhere, especially on Fridays. So you totally got this. Um, think about it. Don't do any rash decisions. Give yourself that space, that time to really know right here. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, 
please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!